Hey guys, this is Derek. Thanks for tuning in to the Voice of Freedom podcast, which of course is hosted by myself and Pastor Ronnell Tate of the Father's House Frisco. We continue in the conversation of race and reconciliation and diving into these topics from a kingdom perspective. In this episode, we'll tackle the hot topic of systemic racism. We know that these topics challenge our paradigms, but we know that now is the time, now is the hour for voices that will speak from a kingdom perspective. So take a seat, buckle up, go on this wild ride with us. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Welcome to the Voice of Freedom. Yes, welcome tonight. I'm Ronnell Tate. Derek Betts. And we're your host for this podcast. Yes. And uh, we're so grateful to be back. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what we, it's been a little over a month. Over a little, a month. Yeah, a little over a month. I yeah. think both of us had like a lot of stuff going on yes. and we had yes. to take a brief hiatus before we could come back to you. We've been anticipating this night yes. though. Yes, very yeah. much so. Very much so. So, but we're we're glad to be here. We're glad for everyone who is joining the conversation and will be at later time watching it and listening to it on all of your podcast platforms. We just welcome you. And uh, you want to pray and start out in prayer? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead, brother. Well, God, we just thank you tonight for uh, just this opportunity to be together to be uh, with your people father we just thank you for what you're doing in the earth god as you've reminded me over and over again what you're doing in the earth the shaking and all the things that are happening is not unto chaos and disorder but is only unto you being glorified and that our whole attention our trust and everything that we operate in will be placed upon the man jesus so tonight we just welcome your your presence, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in. Yeah. Uh, we thank you that you're already in, in our midst. God, we just uh, pray tonight that we're just vessels to release the voice of heaven tonight. And we thank you for everyone that will be joining live or on, on video or on uh, the podcast, Father, that their ears and hearts are open to receive yes. Yes. what heaven is saying, yes. saying in this hour. Yeah. So God, we're thankful, we're grateful what you're doing, and we're just thankful that we're in the midst, right in the midst of what you're doing. Yeah. So we just love you tonight. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, as you know, the reason that we're doing this, hello, hello, everyone. Hello, I see you there. Welcome. Hey. We welcome you. But as we mentioned on our first episode, this is episode two. If you did not get a chance to see or listen to the first one you can go to spotify yeah all the different uh podcast platforms you can see it there the uh videos are also on our facebook pages uh separately as well so but you know if you prefer a podcast it has been uh sent out to the different platforms spotify and apple and all those and in that first episode we my brother julio we see you there we in that first episode we gave a little Look at him, look at him, mighty men of God. I see that. Hello. We need you here too for it to be mighty, brother. Come on. We, uh, on our first episode, we, we dealt with our history and our background. What brought us to this place, how we arrived at this place. And even though we took a little bit of time off, we just 
waiting on the Lord, looking for topics and what he wanted us to talk about, because this is a hot button issue in society. But we believe that it's not just in society, but it is an issue that is on the heart of God. Uh, as we are seeing it play out in the ways and the numerous fashions that it has, we realize that this is something that the Lord wants to deal with. And we believe that there have been many voices on whichever side you agree, whichever side of the argument you may stand on. But we believe that heaven has a voice. Yeah. And in many ways, heaven's voice has not been heard. And it's our desire to allow the voice of the Father to speak into this issue and to speak into the various topics right. that surround this issue as a whole. Yeah, you totally know? agree. I think too, uh, when, we, when we look at this, you know, we're, we're not saying we're the only voice. We believe that there are other voices that are speaking uh, heaven's agenda. So we just want to join in with the voice, the, the voices that are speaking, but we do believe do believe also that there has been uh, uh, an overall void from the church yeah. perspective yeah. in speaking on this sure. issue of race. It's like the, uh, the elephant that is in the room yeah. that everyone has just walked around and really didn't want to dive into it. But, you know, as kingdom people, God has called us to be in every sphere of society. That's there right. are no off limits when that's it comes right. to the kingdom covers because it overarches everything. So, yeah. so that's yeah. why we want to... Yeah. speak on this but from a kingdom perspective and not you That's know right. from a from a humanistic or or all these different other uh isms that we probably <laughs> can, can name it yes yeah and we we really really feel that in right now both of us we have all we have various things going on being in ministry but there are specific issues and multiple issues that are on the heart of the lord right now and you can see them all over society right now, numerous things. And this happens to be one of those issues. And the Lord has called us to join together to deal with this. And, and so tonight, I'm sure you've seen uh, the topic that we put on our Facebook page. I'm sure that title in and of itself grabs some attention. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure some people either like, yeah, let's talk about that. Or like, oh, here we go. Here we, we go again. We don't, we don't want to go there. But, yeah, yeah. you know, there is a kingdom perspective to everything. And what I really learned is before we 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 dismiss something, we at least should uh, join in with the conversation and see what either someone else has to say and then take that in and then begin to give the perspective of Absolutely. the Lord and not just immediately dismiss something because it goes against our paradigm yeah. or our belief system yeah. and, and all those types of yeah. things. So, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I know it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting tonight. Just like la the last time, episode one, we laid the foundation of our background. We believe that this topic we've labeled systemic racism and white privilege, things that you probably have heard thrown out in the news media thrown out by various people in multiple contexts mm -hmm. some people using it to condemn to make people feel bad other people trying to justify mm -hmm. and and so we want to give you this quick disclaimer yeah that we're here we are attempting to come from heaven's perspective we in no way are looking to tear down a people group 
ex or exalt another. We're not looking to justify a people group mm -hmm. or to condemn another. We're looking to bring a people back to a place of equality and understanding what's in the heart of people. And this happens to be an issue yeah. that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, I, I like that because, you know, when we were having coffee uh, at the uh, coffee shop and we were talking about this, that was one of the main things that we wanted to start off with was yeah. these disclaimers because, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, the Bible says now there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. So That's right. uh, now what matter what side of the aisle you're on, whether you're black or white, we're not looking to throw condemnation on any particular people group, whether it's white or black, we're not here to do that because that's not the king's heart. That's right. The king's heart is not to condemn us because he took our condemnation, our sin, that's our right. shame and our guilt and, and nailed it to a cross. That's right. So if we bring that on you, then we're not uh, operating from a king's perspective. That's right. We don't have a, a political agenda tonight. That's, right. that's uh -huh. not what we're here uh -huh. to do because I believe uh, a, a political agenda still has to bow to the name of that's Jesus right. and right. there is no political party that's all Jesus that's right because if there was we would have much better uh, things going on in our country tonight that's so right. we're not here to do that as well so another disclaimer yes so yeah. uh, like my brother said we're here to uh, to bring uh, reconciliation to bring uh, us together as one and that's really our, our goal tonight yeah, yeah but we do have to talk about some things we, that we that to. others have ran with and the church has not led yeah. so we're here as men who love love god and uh want to see his kingdom come that's right. we're here to be in the discussion and that's help right. lead the way that's right we 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 realize that anything that we say today could offend upset someone and we're not here to offend, but I'm not here to shy away from it either. The Bible says that Jesus was the rock of offense because he stood upon truth. Our kingdom, the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ being our king, is a king of justice. Yes. And, and, and I, I said this uh, several weeks ago, and we'll start here, and then I wanna, we want to jump in, and I want to ask you to give us an overall definition of systemic racism. Yep, I can do that. We, we, you know, our king came for the sake of justice, but not justice as we might see it. Because when we look at justice, it's through my eyes and my vantage point. This is why he says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. He says, revenge is not on tap because revenge leads to bitterness. It's about right. you. He says, vengeance is mine because I'm going to look at it from a perspective above yours to bring justice rightly, properly, wholly. And, and so we're, we're in this place where we, we're okay if someone is offended, but that doesn't mean we can't have the conversation. Right. We have to come to a place as a nation and as a people, and especially those who say they are of the household of faith. We must come to a place that we can disagree and still love one another. Right. We can disagree and still serve the king together. We can disagree and still come to a place where we can see change and wholeness brought to our society. Right. You know, one of the reasons society is as broken as it is, 
is because the church has separated and splintered because we say we can't agree on doctrin doctrinal issues, yet we say we all love Jesus. No. That's an issue. So let's, let's get back to what That's we thought was this huge, this is a huge, these are huge words and statements that have been made and they're foundational to our conversation. We won't get through them in one show. Right. You know, so. We already know that. We already know that. So we've heard this word, systemic racism. Yeah. Brother, give us an overall definition of yeah. systemic racism. So when we look at systemic racism, and I, when I went out and looked up trying to find like definitions, I went to people who are, are, are men and women of God. I want to know the king's perspective on that. So this definition that, you know, that I'm leading into was uh, by uh, Pastor Tony Evans. Uh, so he is a respected man of God, so I, I really respect him. So uh, systemic racism, also known as institutional racism, I know a lot of people have heard it both ways, but when you say systemic, uh, another term that you can use is institutional racism. Yeah. It's just a form of racism that is embedded as a normal practice within society or, or an organization. It can lead to issues such as discrimination, criminal justice system, employment, housing, health care, uh, political power, uh, education, and other issues. Um, what I took out of that is, it's a form of racism that has become the norm in society. It's where racism becomes the lens upon which you look at a person or you look at a people group. And um, it has become a part of everyday life. Uh, one of the other things, if you just want to break down just racism, and we're doing this because we want to build a foundation. Uh, first, we start with facts, as we talked about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we'll go to, to the Lord's truth. I believe we have to start at facts. You know, it's no different than a person who goes to the doctor that gets a diagnosis and the doctor says, you have X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Jesus said you're healed. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but we have to start with facts. So that's mm -hmm. why we're laying this foundation. Mm -hmm. But also when it comes to racism, it's one of the forms it takes of is, it's a belief that different races possess characteristics or abilities or qualities so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior. So basically you either elevate one race or, or you pull down or tear down another mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. So that's racism in a nutshell, but systemic is when it becomes a part of the everyday fabric of society. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, mm -hmm. you don't really have to make laws anymore to, yeah, to validate yeah, that, yeah, yeah. because when it becomes yeah. a part of society, it gets into the heart of people. Mm -hmm. And that's where the issue really is today. It it's, winds up being taught. Yeah, it's now. taught. It becomes part of your heart. It becomes upon the lens upon which you see everything. And it's no different than uh, what we saw in the Old Testament, right? God gave us laws and he wrote them on stone tablets. But when Jesus came, he said, I want to write them across your heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because if they're written across your mm -hmm. heart, then your laws that you make will be just. Yeah, yeah. The way that you treat people yeah. will be just. Yeah. Because it's the lens yeah. upon which you look at other, pe yeah. other people. So that's what we mean by systemic yeah. racism. I, I want to throw another word into it. And we, yeah. we mentioned this with systemic racism. It becomes part of the culture. It becomes part of the culture. Every, and, and, we can, and the reason I want to throw that word is because we can understand culture from the standpoint of, 
yeah, the culture and society. This is how we live. This is how we do things. This is our norm. This right. is our practice. Every household has a culture. Right. And they, they may be different. It's how we do things in our home. Every business organization has a culture. Has a culture. It's how we do things right. in our business. Every educational, entertainment, media, or church. Every church has, has a culture. Has a culture. I can, being a, being a pastor and being in ministry for years, <laughs> I can enter a church and tell you within a couple of minutes whether that church loves people or not. Right. Because of the culture. I, I want to, systemic racism, and I, 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 the reason, I want to read this scripture on culture and that and give this example so that we can see that something can be systemic, talking about racism, it can be perpetuated, it can be taught, it can be accepted, and we not even be fully right. aware of it. In James chapter 2, and I'm reading this, this passage of scripture because in a part, this was taking place in a church I belonged to for several years. Mm -hmm. I didn't even recognize it until I left. And you may mention, when you gave this definition, was talking about it, it's this lens. Mm -hmm. We can even read scripture through, through a lens <laughs> based on the culture that right. we're in. This, it says this in James chapter one, verse chapter two, verse one. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Listen to what he says with partiality. He says, for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in the good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves? But listen to what he says about the thought pattern and become, uh, I lost my spot. Uh, you, you, have you not become, not shown partiality among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? He says it's evil at its core, showing partiality. And in that culture, we did this. I wasn't one who went out of my way and did it, but I stood by and watched, even though I read this scripture. Why? Because it was the culture. Sometimes culture is more powerful than truth because it causes you to see through a filter. And we did this, and it wasn't until I was no longer a member of the church, this particular church, and I read this scripture again, and I was like, Whoa. we did that. The point I'm making is what my brother just said about systemic racism, and it taking place, it becomes the lens through which society, you can be the one whom it's done to, and say, well, this is just how life is. Right. It becomes the culture and you can be begin to accept it and say, I don't feel like fighting anymore. I don't feel like waging against it because you know what? This is just how it is. And I heard an example. I heard a, uh, I, I've heard that this is the second time I've heard this. I, and I mentioned it during our first podcast about the gentleman. He must have been in his 80s. And he basically hated himself because of his skin color. Yeah. Why? Because this has existed. 
right. systemic racism has existed. But the other day I was talking to uh, another gentleman who's becoming a friend. This gentleman happens to be Caucasian. He lives in Florida and we were on the phone. He has helped me with different things and provided things for me that I would have not had resources and access to. But he asked me a question because another friend of his who happens to be black was attended a some type of men's gathering and I believe there was a Christ-centered backdrop to it. Okay. But they were talking about racism and things of that nature and they asked him two questions. The Well, two that he mentioned to him. The first one was, he said, how many of you are in this room if you could be born all over again would want to be born a different race than what you are right now. He said 90% of the hands went up. Mm. <laughs> what? And my friend said that his friend who went to the meeting was one of those who said he wished he could be someone different. Mm. He happens to be black, as I mentioned. Right. Then they asked, just to show how this thought pattern and the judges with evil thoughts, he says, and it was all men, he says, how many of you all, if you could come back again, would want to come back as a woman? Not one hand went up. And he said, I want you to see how you've placed certain judgments that are evil in their intent. Right. You've already labeled this. But the, the point is that the systemic racism, how it has existed, this you have people who are like, I want to be, I wish I could be someone different. Right. I wish I could live life and be a different and another race. Why? Because in their life, the experiences that they've they experiences have. that they live through. And, and I'm saying that is because some people will say it doesn't, it has never existed. Right. It has never right. been around. It may not have stopped you, may not have affected you, but it's, it has affected someone. Right. And if we try to disregard it, we're disregarding the experiences in the heart of an individual who may be hurting and suffering and need to be healed. I think that's one of the really main points. Over the last couple of months, I've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people uh, about race. Most of them were, were, um, were white, they weren't black, and they were asked, have been asking a lot of questions around race and you know things like this and what what I really begin to realize is that systemic racism is not just, you know, laws and things like that, like we saw in Jim Crow and when we saw with slavery, even though I believe the reasons why we see like the systemic racism or we have this lens upon which people uh, look at other people group through is because of that. It's mm -hmm. definitely uh, uh, a byproduct of that particular sin on our nation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what, what, I've, what I've realized is that people uh, not knowingly are unaware of the experiences of a minority. Mm -hmm. When you're majority culture, it's hard to see or to look at the world through a minority's culture's lens. Yeah, yeah. I had a guy the other day we were having, we were over and we, we were over their house Again, he happens to be white. And he asked me a question. He was like, how can, and, and, and I'm saying it like how he said it, so don't, 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 don't ping us and you know, send us all these <laughs> nasty grams. 
He was like, how can a white guy from Vanillaville uh, really understand what you experience? Because I don't, I don't understand. Absolutely, it. absolutely. And mm -hmm. I've gotten that question over and over again. Yeah. That you know, I don't see this. I don't understand. How can I yeah. understand? And I believe what God is is allowing us to operate in is to to place ourselves in in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. Empathy. The only way you can be empathetic for someone for real is to see life through their particular lens. And that's what most people are asking who feel like they've been marginalized or feel like, you know, or know that their racism, racism exists, system, mm -hmm. systemic racism exists. They're asking if you would just begin to no longer look at the world through a majority culture's eyes and begin to see it through my experiences. Don't automatically dismiss my experience as here we go again. They're talking about race again. Don't do those particular things and don't just dismiss it because it seems like it's something that happened over 150 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, slavery 150 years ago. Jim Crow, the 60s, that's, you know, 60 years ago. So honestly, as a nation, that hasn't been that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So for you to try to take it out of the heart of people, especially when there's a period in time where people stop talking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people was like, hey, uh, in order for me to, to make it through and not have to deal with this, we just, just won't talk yeah, about it. Yes. And anyone that knows yeah. that's been in a family yeah. or either yeah. you're married or you have yeah. kids or you got siblings, if you've been in a family, you know that the worst thing you can do is not talk, talk. about something <laughs> yeah. that is hurting someone else. Absolutely, absolutely. It's absolutely. a recipe for for mm -hmm. for for an explosion. Mm -hmm. So that's not God is asking, or He is He's highlighting this. But I think what people are asking, who are minorities, who are black in this country, they're just asking, "Can you just hear me? Mm -hmm. Can you just listen to 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 my heart, and and so that you can begin to at least." understand what I go through because you may not and it's okay we're not condemning anyone for not knowing how it feels to be feel like you go on a job and someone is gonna um, you know deny you it because of your race or you go into a certain neighborhood or whatever the situation may be but we j we're just asking that people would really just would you allow God to break your heart to say I want to feel what they feel, and I guarantee some things may shift. Mm -hmm. And and it's not condemnation, and it's not guilt. Mm -hmm. It's the it's it's love. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that being said, I also want to say from the opposite side that uh, God in no way and in no way are we justifying those who have chosen to become violent. Yeah, those on. who have chosen to go the route of rioting, looting, destroying, and hurting other people, and trying to say. That you haven't heard me. No, 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 no. Yeah. So you don't want to talk. In this, yeah. <laughs> you, you, know? you don't want to talk. You you want payback in your way, and you're trying to get a people. In no way, on the opposite end, are we saying there should be uh, the people group who may be white in nature. And the reason I say maybe because I I don't like calling people by their skin. <laughs> Another disclaimer: race divides. Yeah, yes, that's that's the bottom line. Yes, race divides, yes. and we understand that. And yeah. God never intended for race to be a, a right. dividing line. 
So we say those things so that you have a context for what we're talking about, exactly. right? But we do know that different ethnic groups have different, it's, the culture is different. And those things are to be celebrated. <laughs> it's not, it's, as, as a minority in a minority culture, yes. you shouldn't have to take off who you are so that majority yeah. culture feels, mm -hmm. feels 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 safe or feels mm -hmm. whatever and on the flip side majority mm -hmm. culture shouldn't feel condemnation because they don't understand yeah so we're, we, yeah. we we bring up yeah. the race and those things yeah. for context yes. but, but we do agree yeah. race divides it, it does. and that's not our intent and, and that's that not the heart no, of the father and no, so no way should as he said, majority, those who may be in the majority feel as though right now where you're feeling the pressure from groups and pressure from people, you should not be pressured that you bow to whatever it is they're attempting to pressure. No, that's not what this is about. That is not going to bring healing. If it's healing. not from God's yes, perspective, yes. if it's not no. from a biblical perspective, you know, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about this this other thing, council culture. We're going to get on that oh, one because that. that's a form of trying to force people to bow to an agenda. But mm -hmm. we're going to get into that one, not tonight. But that's yeah. just an example yeah. of what yeah. you mean. Yeah, exactly. It's this bowing. We're attempting to come to this place, you know, tablehood where we're at the table and we actually can talk. And uh, my brother just brought this tremendous point out. This ability to celebrate what one culture carries, what they do well, what one culture does that we all can benefit from, right. the beauty that exists, the right. arts, the, all of these things that exist in one culture. Systemic racism cuts that out. It does. It eliminates the beauty in a culture. Right. It, it pushes what a culture carries to the background for one culture and that's it. And this is where we That's well said, man. This is where we get well said. people saying, I wish I was born right. another race. So my friend asked me, he says, Can I ask you that question? Do you wish you were born? I said, absolutely not. Yeah. I said, because if I were to say to you that I wish I was born a different race, then I would say that I would be saying that God made a mistake with me. Right. I would be saying that the beauty of God's image in me is wrong and therefore I would be going against my creator right my lord and so no but that point but what that point does say is that there's an issue in our society that has put pressure yeah, on a yeah, certain yeah, people yeah, group yeah, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't make them feel validated yeah, it doesn't absolutely. make them feel celebrated it doesn't make them feel apart because they're don't look like, sound like, express themselves yeah. the same way yeah. as another culture. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. that's just not God. Yeah, it's not. Because he created us not all enough. beautifully in his yeah. image. Yeah. But that that but that beauty and that image is very diverse. Yeah. And, and we can touch on this too, I believe. That's one of the things that religion does, right? Yeah. Religion yeah. says same. It's, exactly. Religion exactly. says everyone be the same. Yeah. You know, it's like a robot. Everybody yeah. has to sound the same way. Your amen has to sound the same yeah. way. Your yeah. dance has to sound the way. Your songs has to be the same way. That's religion. Mm -hmm. But kingdom and mm -hmm. God's true uh, beauty of, uh, of, of his kingdom, it's very diverse. Yeah. yeah. 
someone can be different, I can celebrate that person. Someone else can be different, I can celebrate those. Mm -hmm. And we're all still loved by the yeah. Father because yeah. He all loves us so the same way. Who, yeah, because yeah, there's no partiality in yeah, Him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the truth. And, uh, and so we know that systemic racism has existed. Right. It still exists in different places. And the, the way we know that it exists and has existed as part of culture is, is slavery itself. Right, right. The, the advent of slavery, and my brother and I, we, we, we were talking about this, that slavery itself says that there was systemic racism and that there was white privilege mm -hmm. in and of itself. Yes, we are well aware that the leaders, the kings of tribes in Africa sold their own people mm -hmm. into slavery, That's which right. in and of itself says that those kings in Africa devalued a measure of their own people and placed a higher value on possessions mm -hmm. and certain things that they wanted and therefore sold them into slavery, traded them for right. commodities into slavery. And the people, uh, the majority of those British and Irish right. men who came in devalued a people group and made them slaves, made right. them commodities. Made them property. Property. Channel, if you would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that right there was the start of systemic racism. Right. It was the stay, start. Stay right there mm -hmm. when, when you said that there was this devaluing yeah. of a certain people group. Because yeah. I think at the core of what we're saying, even when it comes to systemic racism, mm -hmm. I think at its core, there's a devaluation of, of a people, yeah. people group or, or, or something like yeah. that. And that perpetuated starting with slavery mm -hmm. and it just began to perpetuate throughout our history yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And, and we're speaking yeah. in the context of yeah. the U.S., okay? Yeah. We, we yeah. know things happen in other places, but this is the context probably that most people are on mm -hmm. and this is the context mm -hmm. upon which we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's very important that we highlight that as at, at the core of this issue, yeah. it's, it's a devaluation yeah. Yeah. of a people group which yeah. totally contradicts a biblical perspective totally. because yeah. he says there's no partiality. Even when you read that scripture that yeah. you just read in James, uh, in James mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 1.17 says, you shall not show partiality yes. in judgment. Yes. You shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid in any man's presence for judgment is God's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, even from Old Testament, you read it and you knew mm -hmm. it didn't change. Mm -hmm. God is not about partiality That's or right. seeing one people group or another people group in, in a different light or superior or inferior yes. to them. Yeah. And I just and, wanted to highlight that. And it's good because if in order for you to do that, what that means is that you have sinned. Right. You have gone against the will of the Father, of the King. He has set in Christ, the Bible tells us in Ephesians that in Christ that all men have been made one. We've all come to this place of equality. So in order, no, throughout history, no matter what it is, and we have a lot of issues right now on the forefront in our table, you know, in, yeah, in society. It's, it's a lot of them. We're not dealing, we're only dealing with one. We're dealing with one. <laughs> but there's a lot where in each case, there's a devaluing. Mm -hmm. 
of human life. Mm-hmm. There's a devaluing of people. It's the only way you can use purposely another person for your own selfish gain and benefit is to devalue their humanity, devalue who they are. And so at the, in order to have slavery in any context, and I can read you scripture here in what the Lord says about slavery. And I, and we probably will because people have misused this all over the place. But in scripture, where there was, there was a devaluing, when the children of Israel were in Egypt, the Egyptians devalued them right. as a people group right. and enslaved them. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing here at the founding of our nation. Right. There was a devaluing not just of Africans, right. but Native Americans right. as well. There was a devaluing of them. So therefore, you've set up automatically a systemic racism platform right. and a white privilege platform. You know, and, and it has nothing to do with anyone feeling guilty right. today. It's not, it's not about that. It's, it's not about that. It is simply saying this is what happens in our society. And how do we come to a table right here and say, let's begin to build a better way. Right. Build a godly way, a kingdom way, a heaven's perspective. It, you, you, you yeah, I was just going to chime in with, yeah, yeah. you know, when we look at this and look over history, because I believe it's important that we share some of the facts that we started right there. Like you said, we started with slavery. Mm -hmm. Of course, we started with slavery. There was the systemic racism. There was the, uh, the devaluing of a people. Mm -hmm. We moved through slavery and, you know, laws were passed, of course, you know, emancipation proclamation. But then of course you had the, uh, I think it was the 13th amendment, which outlawed, you know, slavery, Mm -hmm. but when they outlawed slavery, of course, people were allowed to go free, but there was no resources or anything put in place so that these people who are now free to be able to operate in that freedom. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. really the opposite happened where you had sharecropping and things Mm -hmm. like that, where they were back, which was another form of slavery, and they were back into servitude. You know, Mm -hmm. you fast forward from Mm -hmm. that, you had situations where uh, right after that, when people were, were, were trying to vote and things like that, they passed mm-hmm. these vagrancy laws mm-hmm. so that now we set up people up to be indebted, not from a sharecropper standpoint, but now working as, as free labor in criminal system. Yeah. Yeah. So they passed yeah. laws, frivolous laws, so that people would be put in jail. So again, you take men out of their homes, take these heads out of their homes, yeah. and now yeah. again, yeah. you see where these men were devalued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you still fast forward to the, to the, to the 60s. Again, all the things mm-hmm. we were fighting for in the 60s, mm-hmm. same issues, mm-hmm. same things. So what we're saying is all these things have led up to where we are today. And you can't dismiss that because laws were passed to say that these things are now illegal. Yeah. Again, you can't legislate the heart. Yeah, exactly. You cannot let that's you the You can't legislate the heart. That's right. It takes that's an right. act of God to change right. the heart. That's right. And speaking of that, uh, the scripture I was going to lead into, you just led right into it. It's I perfect. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Spirit, thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> because the thing is, you cannot, we cannot go to the voters' booth 
and think we're going to legislate Come on. and fix the issues. And but yes, we advocate voting. We have to vote. We have to make things clear. I, I want to make sure there's no, no. misunderstanding. They said not to vote. Yeah, yeah. They said not to vote. We're not no. saying don't vote. We no. believe in the democratic no. process. That's the no. country we live in. Yes. No. But to we, your point, we have to be at a place where in, in society, what, what we have seen in large respects is that when, when we accept things... I'll give this example. Somebody did a study uh, about a crime taking place out on the street. Mm -hmm. And what would happen the more people who saw the crime take place? Mm -hmm. They said if you took someone who was being physically accosted on the street, if there was one person or two people there, it was a greater likelihood that they would intervene, call in the police or jump in and try to stop it. But when they saw that it would be 10, 15, 20, because they did it off a story that took place, I think, in New York, where there was some woman who was brutally raped and beat in broad daylight on the street. And there were, I, I don't want to say 100 people, but there were a lot. And everybody, the problem was is that everybody thought somebody else did. Come on. Everybody thought that, oh, I thought they called the police or I thought they were going to get involved. And, I, and so they stood around because they thought someone else was going to do it. They thought someone else would get involved. And what I'm saying is that we can have these issues set. We can have a systemic racism system in place and it's just become accepted on both sides in different right. ways. Mm -hmm. And we just like, somebody will do something about it. Right. Somebody will speak up, or, you know, somebody will do this, or somebody will change this, or we'll go vote, let's go vote. Right. And what happens is you have entire groups of people who think the same way and vote the same way year after year after year after year results. with the exact same results. And yet we still want, we just want to cry out. I want us to see this. The Lord talking about racism, uh, you know, or slavery. Because we were talking about it starting with slavery. Yeah. And we're talking about the release of slaves. Right. But there was nothing being put in place right. for a people group. That have been oppressed. Yes, to come equal. Right. To right. come to this place of equality. Right. To say, you know what? You didn't have anything. It started here. Let's help you educationally because you released. You freed a lot of people. You, didn't let, you let, didn't let me learn how to read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All the thing I did was work, work, mm -hmm. work, agriculture and that mm -hmm. type of thing. So I don't have any other skills. Yes. You know, I don't have any money. Yes. I don't yes. have a house. Yes. So if you release me and I was living on a plantation, what can I do? Go back to the plantation. Right. Yeah. And get in another form of slavery just exactly. with a different name. Exactly. Here is, and I, I, I want us to see this because this scripture here has been used on one hand to justify why the Bible is not for quote unquote black people. Okay, I'll say it that way. Okay. It's been said another way, but it says bond servants or slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the King James says slaves. Paul is writing to the churches at Ephesus. He says, be obedient. Listen to this. Because we will have people who say the Bible advocates slavery. No, he does not. He says, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. Listen to this, with fear and trembling, 
in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good goodwill doing service as to the Lord, not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. Then his very next sentence is to those slave masters. He says, and you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, mm -hmm. not the beating, not the intimidation to get people to work. Get rid of that. Mm -hmm. Not with threatening, knowing, listen to this, knowing that your own master, Jesus Christ also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. There's that word again. Mm -hmm. See, some people would say the Lord is advocating slavery. No, he's not. No. The Lord simply knows that this is a society where it exists right now. And what, what happened, you just mentioned in slavery, where it was ended, but there was no process of change in the hearts of men, either the slave or the slave master, to institute bringing men back to a place of equality where we can have a society that actually flourished right. after, he, that. Right. after that. Right. So he's dealing with society as it is. Right. This is how it is. I don't, I'm not saying this is right, right, but I can't just come in and end it and throw people out and the heart of men is not right. So slaves, be obedient, not, not to the man, to me. Let your heart be turned to me. So everything that you do is with me because I reward good deeds. Know that. So I'm the one who is your reward. Slave masters, don't be harsh. Don't be cruel. Don't be brutal. Don't be unfair. Treat them properly. Why? Because I'm watching you. And I reward with not a partiality system. He wanted to change the heart of men so that when slavery was ended, men could dwell together. Wow. We didn't do that in, eight, in the 1800s. We didn't do that. I applaud Abraham Lincoln right. for wanting to end slavery. It was from a righteous place. And you can say he had slaves. Yes, okay, he did. It was part of society. Right. But he wanted to end it. Right. But unless we do it, he heaven's way, we are going to get some of the byproducts of what byproducts. Right. we We can't yeah. come in in the 60s and say, we're going to legislate right. this and do this and do this. And yet you have a people group hundreds of years behind you and say, well, the laws have changed. What's the problem? Right. It's still a certain system in place for against them because the playing field has not been leveled. Right. And if you have not changed the heart of the men who have been in charge, they will not look at the ones that they freed or made the laws right. for as equals and therefore will not be willing to help. This is, this is the scriptures. We haven't done it. This is heaven's perspective. And so today, heaven is not, the, the king is not saying, yeah, yeah, go out in the street and tear up your cities. No, that's, that's, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> that's not kingdom. You're actually hitting on what we talked about the other day when we if, if we just like break it down so people can understand systemic racism. You just said it where there's a people group that never was given that opportunity of equality. Yeah. So this people group 
has been like as a I whole. I'm not points. talking about in, individuals, yeah, 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 but yeah. as a whole, yeah. like behind. Yeah, it's like a hundred yeah. yard dash, and mm -hmm. one person yes. starting at at, at yeah. the at the starting line, and then another person starting at the fifty, and you're asking the person that started at the zero, like. Why can you finish at the same time as me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that becomes the question of, you know, why are people still angry? Why are people upset when all these things have been passed? They've been legislated. There, all these things have been done, and you know, why can't can people just work? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hear a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. People just work, or yeah, are are people just not working and things like that? Mm -hmm. But. Mm -hmm systematically yeah. when you look at it from from a large and i'm not mm -hmm. talking i know we got like the big entertainers and yeah, the yeah, athletes yeah. and we we yeah. know all those mm -hmm. things and even me honestly i'm blessed mm -hmm. you know and we live I in frisco I, I live in frisco right <laughs> we, we the median in income Texas. for people in frisco is hundred and ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah that's the median income yeah. so half the people make that and higher and the other half make that and lower so i mean I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed. I, I didn't experience some of the other things that people people uh, may have experienced. But again, I read something where from from Tony Evans when he, when he was talking about um, about you know being being blessed and about if God has you know if God has freed you, he was like basically he was saying it. If God has freed you. Praise God. Mm -hmm. But God frees us to free somebody else. That's right. That's Meaning, right. okay, yeah, I've made it. I, mm -hmm. God has blessed me. Or maybe I'm majority culture. But as, as, as a kingdom citizen, I have a responsibility to look after those that are less than. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to help mm -hmm. those that, that may not, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's Isaiah 61, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The spirit of the Lord yeah. is upon me and he's yeah. calling me what to do yeah. to heal the broken hearted. Yeah. He didn't ask me mm -hmm. to find out why they're broken hearted. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, he said, heal, they broke he said heal the broken hearted. He said, don't find out if it's justified or whatever, <laughs> or if they messed up with their money. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. he didn't ask yeah. that. Yeah. And he said, you know, proclaim the uh, year of Jubilee. Mm -hmm. You know, he said to do these things, not, not to not to 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 look down upon somebody else mm -hmm. but he was like this your call yeah you know so yeah. you know that's kind of that's really i think you know you talked yeah. about that too but that's systemic racism in a, in a nutshell it's really there's a people group that has been 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 left behind systemically yeah, yeah. you know as a culture as a mm -hmm. lens as, as as a minority culture and then you have a majority culture systemically through this lens and has caused this and we're saying hey can we just bring them up to this level mm -hmm. of equality yeah. as, a, as a whole yeah yeah you know I, and i know that it may be controversial i know people it, may not agree with that it is but it, it, it is a it's a place of us coming to the conversation table and and i know we're out of time but the example uh that derrick was just mentioning where he was just saying that you you're trying to ask somebody to run this 100-yard dash where you're starting at the 40, 50-yard line, and I'm back here at the goal line. I want to use just for my own personal personal life in, in this regard is that I'm in the ministry. I've been in the ministry. <laughs> I've been a believer for over 22 years. Yeah. So I've been in the ministry 18, 18 at least 20, probably about 20, 21 years in some form, starting out. 
been a pastor for uh, ordained pastor for over 10 years. So I, I've seen a lot. But one of the things that I realized here, and I've used this example to help people understand, is that I have some uh, people that I would consider friends uh, here in, in the Dallas area, uh, and they're in ministry as well. Both of these individuals that I'm mentioning right now are younger than I am. Yet, from a standpoint of uh, ministry, uh, assets in the sense of being able to progress forward because when you start out you're you're, you're wanting to you know as a pastor you want to get a building and as a minister even if you have a ministry you want to get in a ministry a building headquarters and things like that these two individuals both who are younger than me but they are ahead of me in that regard why because they they both are white their fathers were able to excel and in a place that mine was not. Right. And so what I remember asking one of them, they got in uh, their ministry office in a downtown area. Downtown and I, Dallas. Right? Downtown Dallas. Not cheap. Not cheap. And I said to him, how did you, uh, how much did it cost you? How did you do? Because I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm in a new city, new region. And they, he said to me, oh, you know, this was an office space that my dad had. He was able to acquire through the years, and he let me he let me have it from my office space. Oh, okay, got it. Great. I mean, I celebrate right. what the Lord's doing. I'm not jealous or offended. I celebrate that. Met another individual had a church in another suburb here in Dallas, and I had to go to their church for an event. And I was there, and we were talking, and I I loved the setup of their church, and I asked them, "How did you acquire your building? How what?" was the cost and those things. And he's, he was like, I just had to pay some cost for build out, but not much. He was like, this is a building that my dad owned and he wasn't using. So he let me use it for my church. Right. Oh, I celebrate right. what their family has been able to do. Which is what we're supposed, supposed to, to do, do as fathers exactly. in that position. Exactly. So we do celebrate that. Fathers are supposed to. Right. I just was in a position where I was behind. I was at the goal line, and they are at the 40-yard line. Because you didn't have that. Because I, I simply didn't have right. what they had. Right. Not that they there was racism in that scenario. Right. It's not. It wasn't in Christ. It, they started in a different position right. than I did because of the systemic nature of what has taken place because of what we just read there. Right. You freed slaves, right. but the heart condition of the slave and the slave master wasn't brought into proper alignment with Christ beforehand right. that when the day of release came, remember, he would tell Israel every seven years release. You got these seven years you're going to work on, you got to work on what is the Lord saying and what is to come to this place, free, release people of their debts. Release slaves. Which again, if that was in the Bible, if you can quote that Ephesians scripture to say, hey, you know, servants, <laughs> why wouldn't that one apply? <laughs> why wouldn't that apply just, as well? I'm just but saying. It, it would. And, 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 and I, I, you know, and I know we're almost out of time, but yeah. I, I want people to, two things I, I just really want to say before we, because we're going to talk about this again on our next podcast, because we're not, not done at all. Uh -huh. But this does not mean that those who have means 
you Come throw on. money at a people or a situation because that still has not dealt with your own heart right. nor has it dealt with the heart of the people who may be oppressed right money is not the answer man it's, it's so the change of a heart that is in it's both so parties right both individuals those who may be in charge and those who are not the oppressed the oppressor yeah, sure. whatever whatever you want to call it minority and those who feel like they're oppressed to become violent is not the answer. It doesn't. There's this scripture right here in Jeremiah 29, 7. The children of Israel are being led captive. Mm -hmm. They're being enslaved right now by Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. This is what the Lord says to them. He says, when you do this, he says, I'm going to increase you there and diminish you. But he says in verse 7. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. Mm. Our being violent, our going through cities and burning down buildings and tearing up because we're angry and we're upset and we're oppressed or we're behind the eight ball. This is a people being led away to slavery right here. And the Lord says... Pray for the city that you're in. Pray to me about your city. Pray for the peace of your city because in your city's peace is your peace. It's this heart that the Lord has for both the slave master and the slave. Both the one who may be on top and for the one who may be on bottom. He has a heart for both to bring us to this place. Well, we actually consider, and then <laughs> from equality place, you become one. Reconcile. That's, that's that's what he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To reconcile us. Yeah. So yeah. we 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 both of us, man, we're living in both places. <laughs> we've, you know, we've lived on both sides. Yes, we have. You, you know what I mean? And so we are, we're at a place here, where yeah, we want to talk about these tough words. You know, systemic yeah. racism. And we didn't even get into uh, white privilege. White, white privilege. That, these will, words. Which we will get into. On the next show. On the next show. We, so. we, we want to talk about these tough words because when we ignore them, oh, yeah. that's does. when we create the issues of the heart where we can't even sit and be equal together and be one at the table. So it creates that. Yeah. But if we can say them and talk about them and discuss them from heaven's perspective, Oh man. Yeah, what I think it also does about us leading the conversation, it it it, it prevents a false movement from yeah, hijacking yeah, yeah, the conversation, yeah, yeah. Yes, which is yes. what we've been what we've been yes. seeing. Yes. So our the church silence, has allowed it. The church yes. we've allowed this. We've allowed it. Yes. So our silence yes. allows a counterfeit voice to yes. speak. Yeah. So we know that that's why we're engaged in this. Yeah. Not that we, you know, saying, yeah, sign me up for this. You know, that, that wasn't our intent to do this. But we know when, when there's silence, there's the opportunity for a counterfeit voice to step in. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do mm -hmm. is bring, you know, this, this, is, this heavenly perspective yeah. into it. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add before we get ready to end is 
the aim of like biblical justice yeah, yeah, yeah. is all about freedom. That's right. Yeah. If you look at, you know, Isaiah 61 and, and, you know, Jesus actually, when he started his ministry, he came out of the desert and had been tempted and all of that. One of the first things he did when he went into the synagogue was open up the scriptures mm -hmm. and he began to say the spirit of the Lord yeah, is yeah, upon me. Yeah, and yeah. he began to talk about uh, our responsibility to heal the broken heart and mm -hmm, all that mm -hmm. thing. So really the end goal is freedom. That's right. So that people can really be who God always oh, created yeah, them to be. That's right. That's right. And it's from that yeah. place. All mankind. All yeah, mankind. it's everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's everybody. And, yeah. and, and that's yeah. what we're here to, to, to celebrate, right. to talk about. And, you know, we're going to dive in some more next week. We're going to get into a, to a we'll, we'll, we'll finish this one off. We'll start it to, to white privilege. And I know you guys are curious about what's what our what's our say? perspective on white privilege, you know. <laughs> what and you're say? probably already feeling like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. people talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but you we know. need to we need to talk about it. So, do we, did you do you have that date for our next one? So yes. we can just go ahead. September 9th. and that's going to be on a Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. So September 9th, mm -hmm. Wednesday, September 9th will yeah. be the next next uh, Voice of Freedom podcast. Yeah. Same time, but we are shifting tonight yeah. to a Wednesday, and uh, yeah, we're excited. We're excited about it. You want to close this out? You, you know, I, I want to tell this one example. Go ahead. What you said on freedom that triggered yeah. this this thought. Years ago, uh, on freedom, and we're closing with this, just this thought and prayers on, on freedom. There was this individual when I was pastoring in Illinois. He happened to, he, he happened to go to jail for some drug offenses, violent drug offenses. But he gave his life to Christ as he was going in or right when he got in. And, and I was asked by a family member, his mother, if I would be willing, she was going to our church, would I be willing to visit him? Oh, Absolutely. And the first time I went, you know, and you could tell that the Lord was working on him, but he really wanted his natural freedom. Right, right. I didn't go back and see him for a few weeks. But when I went back and saw him, man, he was totally different. He said to me, my mother and my wife are fighting real hard for my freedom. And he said, I, I want to be free. He was like, but I'm not ready to be out of these gates, out of, out of here yet. He said, because when I leave out of here, I know what I'm going to have to face out there. And I want to make sure I'm strong enough to withstand it. When he said that to me, I said, here is a man who is becoming free, even though in here, in here, even though his natural freedoms were gone. I went back and saw him again, and he was like, I'm winning people to Christ in here and I'm doing this. I don't want to go right now. Why? Because the Lord was moving through him. I, the last time I saw him, I was thinking he might be more free right now than I am. And I'm on the opposite side of this right. glass. As a pastor, I'm thinking it's looking at right. his freedom. And the only reason I share that is because as Derek talks about, the end goal is for us to be free. And we're all for the most part in a free nation and we get to do what we want. But so many of us on either side are bound and we don't even know. And we sitting here, all we want is the justice of God to set us free. And we thank you all for thank you guys for being with us. September 9th. September 9th. 6.30. 6.30. The Voice of Freedom.